Welcome to Journey Church Podcast. It's great to have you with us. Here at Journey, we believe that Jesus should be accessible to anyone. So whether you're at home, work, or somewhere in between, you can have access to the weekend's worship experience. If you want to further connect with us, you can find us online at journeyorl.com or any social media platform using at journeyorl. We hope you enjoy the message. And today's uh, habit number four comes from the book of Proverbs, chapter 27, verse 19. And it goes like this. It says, a mirror reflects a man's face, but what he is really like, someone say what he's really like. What he's really like is shown by the kind of friends he chooses. Now, I'm going to show you the title in just uh, a moment, but I want to talk about relationships uh, today because we're coming into small group launch and we're also getting ready for our Love, Sex, and Marriage series uh, next week. And I want to do that uh, using this mirror here as kind of a, 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 an object lesson because I find it interesting that no matter your background, no matter uh, your race, your ethnicity, your level of income, or, or how, if you grew up in church or not, all of us, black, white, brown, yellow, red, all of us, I don't know red, yellow, but yeah, anyway, um, there's a song like that, Father Abraham. Anyway, all of us did one thing this morning, all of us, all of us, before we left the house, looked in a mirror. And if you didn't, we probably know who you are. <laughs> it's obvious who you are. Right? It's just impossible to get ready in the morning without, without doing that. And not just in the morning, but throughout the day, too. I found some stats. Women. You all will look at a mirror 38 times a day. Somebody's like, oh, that's low. I thought that would have been. Men. You will look at a mirror. Men. At least eight times a day. It is the quintessential habit, and rightfully so, right? Because you can't expect the way you look now to look just like the way you looked when you left your house this morning, right? Things happen throughout the day. You could have something in your teeth. You could have something in your nose. You could have something in your hair. If you got a weave on, you got to make sure that your hair's still in. <laughs> Somebody said preach. <laughs> You got to make sure it's still, you know what I mean? And you know, and listen, and the way, and you know, it, it's not the way you look now. It's not the way you, you look later on in the day because the way you look when you left your house wasn't even like the way you look when you woke up. Somebody say amen. amen. Come on, you know about it. There is some serious work it took to turn whatever that was that woke up this morning into whatever we're seeing today, it's work. This is why we suggest to all of our single people not to have to sleep with someone before you get married because nobody should see the way you look like in the morning until there is legally no way out. <laughs> it's at that moment that you can finally just, you know, it's just there. I'm just telling you, fellas, you're going to wake up one day next to a person you thought she loved and maybe you still will after you find out that the eyelashes come off. And the nails come off. And, you know, and the, it was, she wasn't even a redhead. She was all off. And I mean, I will never, when I, the first day on our honeymoon, I mean, Liz didn't have any of the fake stuff or the fake, but I just grew an appreciation for the process. Because for the whole time we dated, all I did was appreciate the product. But then I got to see her wake up an hour before me 
to get done. And I'm like, wow. That's work. And I valued it. And I also valued the work that it took to maintain it. Because throughout the day, she would pull out the mirror after she ate something because the lipstick was I'm like, I get it, yeah. Right? We can't, even if it doesn't take you a long time to get in the morning, you can't expect, let's say like you get done in like 21 minutes. You can't expect the work you put in in 21 minutes to last you 12 hours unless you take the time to examine your appearance. And in the same way, you can't expect the work that God has put in in these 21 days to last if you don't take some time in the next 12 months to examine your relationships. Because in the same way a mirror serves to shape and maintain your appearance, your relationships will serve to shape and maintain your soul. Which is why the title of today's message and habit number four is you got to make it a habit to reflect on your relationships. In case there's a, some ambiguity in the title of my message, let me tell it to you straight. The relationship decisions that you make in your life are some of the most important decisions you will ever make. Ever make in your life. Why? I told you in week one, we are what we repeatedly do. I told you in week two, we are what we repeatedly think. And I want to tell you today that we are who we repeatedly surround ourselves with. We are who we repeatedly surround ourselves with. You know, I never, when I was younger and I got dressed, I never used to iron my clothes. I know you can tell right now, but that's because of thing. You'll see what happens in a moment. But I never used to iron my clothes, and I just never used the mirror for that. I would always use the mirror to get my hair. In my mind, if the clothes look good on the hanger, it would look good on me. It's just simple. Save time. And it almost cost my relationship with Liz. I almost didn't, didn't get to go out with her because to go out with her, I had to pass the approval of some people close in her life. And one of them was her father. And the other one was, uh, you know, God rest her soul, but her grandma, who was like the prophetess of the house. You know, and she, she, whatever she said goes. And, and one day I, after hanging out at the house, Grandma Flora, I left. And Liz told me this years later. She didn't tell me then. She said, um, my grandma says some really nice things about you. She said, she said, that boy, he's got a calling on his life. You guys are going to, you know, change the world together. He's good. I think he could be the one. Uh, she said, he, and he's very good looking. And, um, and she said, and she said, he probably makes some real pretty babies. She said, and then, and then she said, this was the, her one indictment against me. She said, but said, he looks like he walked out of a hamper. Is what she said. True story. True story. I'm, Almost didn't make it, man. And so, but you know, she was able to see through that. She saw the potential in the, in the product. Thank you, baby. Um, and so she saw past it. And, and it's crazy. It's a true story because yesterday I was getting ready for some meetings and, I, and I, I was ironing a black shirt and I put it on. And not only did I iron it, but I also lint rolled it. Yeah, I also lint rolled it. And this, I'm not even lying. She looked at me in the bathroom. She, she looked up to down. Her eyes began to well up a little bit with some water. She smiled and she said, you've come so far. <laughs> and I didn't know to be proud or offended. <laughs> I'm like, this this is what you're proud of? Not the church that we built or the babies that we made or the home that we own. You're proud that I ironed my shirt and that I lint rolled my sleeves. This is what you're proud of? She was able to look at my dress and tell by the way that I dressed that I was developing, that I no longer who I, who I was who I was, but that I was becoming someone better. And that's what I want to do today. I want to be your Liz. I want to be your mirror. I want to help you pull your friends 
off the hanger, put them on, examine them one by one to see and reflect on your relationship. So we're going to do that by asking three questions today. Because I was watching the Golden Globes the other day, and in the Golden Globes, they would go up to all those new actors and actresses, and they put a mic in their face, and they'd ask them, first question, who are you wearing? And I think they asked them because who you're wearing says a lot about who you're becoming. So who are you wearing? Who are the people that you're reflecting? And so the first question today that we're going to answer, give me one second. is, as we reflect on our relationships, does this still fit? Because this is my Superman shirt. I was the biggest Superman fan when I, I don't care who your favorite superhero is, Superman will beat your favorite superhero. I don't care if it's Spider-Man, what's the web gonna do to laser vision? Just get out, okay? Superman will mess your superhero up. He's the man, and I love Superman. Superman was my favorite, right? Mike was talking about Superman, my favorite superhero. He was my favorite, and he was the best, and he's my, and he's my favorite shirt. But how silly would it be if 20 years later, I started to preach in this shirt, and you would have asked me, JJ, what's up with your shirt? Do we need to raise an offering for you? Do we need to grow the legacy team? Do we need to... What do we need to do to get you in clothes to fit? How silly would it be if my response was, no, 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 no. It's just that it's my favorite. We, we've been through some things. You know, I got some memories with this shirt. This shirt has gotten me through some tough times. Listen, it doesn't matter how favorite or what you've been through. It don't fit, bro. You go, here's what God told me to tell you. Some of you are keeping people around in your life because they're your favorite. But I got real tough news for you to process, and I say this with all of my mercy and niceness. You've outgrown them. But we've been through so much. You've outgrown them. Listen, don't laugh, but when I work out, I get real big. Stop it. And when I, like six months ago, I was in it. RJ knows I was eating protein shakes, and I was just, he said, you're always bulking. I said, well, you know. And I was in my bulking phase, and I put on like 20 pounds, stop laughing, of muscle, the fast, okay? It shrunk me. And so I put on like 20 pounds of muscle, and all these clothes that used to fit me, they didn't fit no more. And you know why I was upset? Because I spent a lot of money on those clothes. Those pants cost me $20, and the shirt cost me, you know, and, and I spent a lot of money, and I invested a lot. Well, guess what? I'm sorry that I invested all that much, but it doesn't fit. Some of you guys are looking at how much time you've invested and how much tears you've invested and, and how many conversations you've invested, but I'm sorry. You've outgrown them, and if you're going to grow, your garments got to reflect your growth. Or put it in another way, your people got to reflect your progress. If you're not who you were, then why would you wear the same clothes? You've changed, you've grown, all right? And I, I know it's tough, but you've you got to be willing to make that transition. You've got to be willing to make that, that, that shift. And I'm not saying, listen, that all the people in your life need to be Christian. God, I'm not saying that. 
The last thing we need to do is for Journey Church to turn, turn into a Christian club where it's just people who love Jesus hanging out with people who love Jesus. We need some people who don't know Jesus in our life. We need some people who don't have hope in our life. We need some people who see differently than us and vote differently than us and dress differently than us. We need to be friends with the people on the other side of the aisle. So I'm not saying that, but what I am saying is that you need people who are going to be able to adapt to your development because your growth is going to make them uncomfortable. Let me put it another way. Your growth is going to stretch the people around you. And if they're flexible and they can grow with you, amen. If you got spandex friends, amen. If you got Under Armour moisture-wicking friends that can, that can absorb the temperature, I'm preaching with Under Armour, that can absorb the temperature of your development and the changes that you go through, then, then amen. But if you don't got those friends, one of two things is going to happen. Number one, it's going to rip. And let me tell you something, God has ripped some people from your life recently. And I just want to let you know, every time God rips someone out of your life, it's because he's getting ready to develop you to another level. He's getting ready to grow you. And if he didn't rip it out, you'd stay who you were. I know you could cry that they left and you could be sad that they're gone. But trust in the Lord that the reason why he ripped it was so that you can grow. Because if he doesn't rip it, it will restrict you. This is how I know it's time to buy new shoes for my boys when they start to complain about the pain and uncomfort. And I got to get them new shoes quick because if not, the foot will actually no longer respond because it'll see I got no space and it'll stop growing. Listen, if you do not allow yourself to change your friends, your friends will never allow you to change. You need to pick friends like I buy my kids shoes. I never buy the size that they are. Come on, you raise two kids. What do you always do? You always buy the size... One bigger. Why? Because you need shoes you can grow into. You need some friends you can grow into. You need some friends you can grow with. People in life who are one step ahead of you so that as you grow, you feel. You feel. So, so does, it, does this still fit? Does this still still fit? Here's the second thing you need to reflect on today. <laughs> there it is. Does this match? This is my unmatchable shirt, y'all. This is in my closet and has never been worn outside in the light of day because I cannot for the life of me figure out something to match with it. Now, to be fair, I am a terrible matcher. I can't match clothes well. Um, Liz knew this when she, when she found me. <laughs> now, she's really good at matching clothes. She's like a fashionista. It's like... Outside of Jesus, like, she's really good at this. My, my boys are dressed nice because of her. And she tried to tutor me in style one day. When she saw I didn't match, she said, that doesn't match. And so she made me go in and she changed her. She put some new clothes on me. She said, that matches. And so I took a picture of it. And the next day, I did the same exact thing in different color. She looked at me. One time she goes, mm-mm, you're too matchy. <laughs> one day I'm not matching enough. The other day I'm too matchy. And I got so frustrated because I started thinking, you know what? I'm going to just give up. I'm going to just throw in the towel. I don't think I can rock this. And you know what really bothers me? When I meet people who are so good at fashion that they could pull anything off. You know those people? God, we hate you if that's you. <laughs> like, I got a friend. He's on our teaching team. His name is Josh Toronto. Bro, I love you, but can you just simmer down the cool factor, please? You're making the rest of us. Like, Josh could take this, put it in a little ponytail thing, put it on the side, and he'll make it look dope. And I'm just like, I just don't got it. Anybody ever feel like that with clothes? Anybody ever feel like that with friends? Like you've tried to put yourself out there, but every time you got close to somebody, it failed. It didn't work. You couldn't find a match. And then you start to tell yourself, maybe I should just give up. Here's what Hebrews said. 
Hebrews said this, don't give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. You know why it was getting difficult? Because they couldn't find a match. The author of Hebrews was writing to two different people who couldn't match. He was writing to Jewish believers and he was writing to Gentile believers. And each of them were affected by trauma that they had with someone in the other camp and they could not match. The Gentiles were upset because they remember walking past the synagogues before Christ as the Jewish people said that all, they were, all of them were going to hell. And so now they're traumatized because of what they said. But the people over here are traumatized by the Gentiles because the Romans took over Jerusalem. The Romans took away the rights and so they're traumatized about what what they said but I'm here and I'm traumatized about what they did and you got two people who can't get along because of the trauma of their past and now they're telling themselves I will never connect we will never be friends is it possible that the reason why you're not good at relationships today is because you had a traumatic relationship yesterday because you went through something that has affected your level of trust if that's you write this down because this will bless you trauma is not the well you want to draw truth from Trauma is not the well you want to draw truth from. If you draw truth from trauma, it is a contaminated well that will poison every relationship you get into. And you're pulling out of those things, things that are not true about you. I'm unlovable. I can't keep a friend. I can't keep a man. Don't believe those things. They have nothing to do with you. Do not pull truth from trauma. You need to do like Liz does. When Liz gets up in the morning, listen, I get up in the morning, I put one outfit on, and I'm done. She's got four different tops four different bottoms. Altogether, she will have tried on maybe 16 different outfits by the time that she leaves. Why? Because if the first one don't work, she's going to try a second time. If the second one don't work, she's going to try a third time. You can't match if you're not intentional. Some of you are sitting on the sidelines waiting for your best friend to fall into your lap. Like you get a random Facebook message and, it just, and it's like someone who shares all your interests and all your passions. You share your, your name. Like you're Tom, I'm Tom. What are the odds of that? It's amazing. If you want to make a match, you got to get in the closet. You got to take some stuff on. You got to take some stuff off. You got to put yourself out there. You got to be willing to look stupid. You got to be willing to, to not have it all together. Because you got to be intentional if you want to develop a relationship. Here's the final, final question that you need to ask as you're reflecting on your relationships. As you reflect, you need to ask, is this appropriate for where I'm going? Is this appropriate for where I'm going? Because you wouldn't dress the same way you would go to a wedding than you would to a soccer game. And so in this final question, you're not even reflecting on the relationship, you're reflecting on yourself and you're asking yourself this, where do I want to go in life? And then once you can answer that, because so many of us are mad at God because we don't live the life we want. Yet, if I were to ask you today, you wouldn't even be able to tell me the life you want. You don't even know what life looks like 10 years from now, yet you're upset that you're not living the life you want 10 years from now. So you got to ask yourself first, who do I want to be? Who do I want my kids to be? Who do I, what do I want my professional life to look like? What do I want my mental state to be like. And then you got to pick people who are going to do two things, who are going to help you get there and help you get in. Because some events are black tie only, baby. There are some places in your life you won't be able to get into if you're not surrounded by the right people. Some events are black tie only, baby. I'm just telling you. And so you need to find someone who is going in the same direction as you. And so I want you to make a transition today. 
I want you to go in your life from, from, from going to church to getting on a team. Um, yeah, I, I can't tell you how passionate I am about this because I've been a part of a team and I didn't get along with all my teammates. But you know what? When it was game time, it didn't care who said what. We got a higher goal. We got a higher purpose. We're all moving towards one objective. And it's that thing. It's that higher purpose that helps you make it through the rough and down times of relationships. I'm just telling you right now, everybody wants a friend who's there for them. Have you ever asked said that before? Raise your hand if you said, I want a friend who's there for me. Come on, I said that before. Raise your hand if I said, I want a friend who's there for me. You know what I want? I want a friend who's there for something greater than me. Because sometimes I'm not the best friend. Sometimes I let them down. Sometimes I don't pick up at two in the morning. But when you get in a relationship with somebody who shares a purpose with you, who has a higher purpose, then even when things don't work out in your life, they're still there because they understand that they can't do it on their own. And so they hold your hand and say, come on, let's go together. Let's accomplish it together. You will never be able to accomplish anything great by yourself. You need to get on a team. That's why this Saturday at seven o'clock, we've got team night. Today, step four, at the end of this worship experience, 1245, we've got 40 people who are graduating next step today. They're going to jump on a team. 40 people jumping on a team. Team night, this Saturday, right in this building at 7 o'clock, you're invited, but I'm not on a team. That's why we have team night, to get you on one. Because when you're on a team, you're with people who are there. And even when you're annoying, anybody annoying? I'm not going to be annoying. The goal is so big. I, I wore this because I wanted to share a story. It was like the last wedding I've ever done. Like one of the last three weddings I've ever done. It was so traumatic. And I pulled some truth from that one that I shouldn't have. But Liz and I were getting dressed and we were in a rush because it was a far wedding. And I put on my pants and I put on my shoes and I put on my, my shirt, my dress shirt. And, then, and, I, and I got to the wedding. And when I got to the wedding, I come out the car and I go to grab my suit jacket. And I had left the suit jacket at home. It's an hour and a half away. So now I'm at one of the nicest weddings I've ever been to. Everybody's dressed up, tie. And I wasn't even going to wear a tie because I was like, oh, the suit jacket's great. Wasn't there. <laughs> so I go now, and it's just me, a white shirt, dress pants, and some shoes. And I'm thinking, I just messed up this wedding. Everybody's going to come. They're going to see me, and they're going to look at me, and nobody's going to, the wedding's going to get called off. <laughs> To consider it as an omen. And you know what? None of my fears manifested. You know what? Because it turns out I wasn't the most important person at the wedding. It turns out nobody was even looking at me because they were looking at two other people. Two other people who it was really about. The bride and the groom. I was all caught up in me, but everyone else was caught up in why they came in the first place. This is why I love the local church. This is why if you're visiting, I want to tell you, you got to get connected. You got to get on a team because this is a group of people who come from different backgrounds and different issues. But in that moment, my deficiencies were overshadowed by the corporate purpose of everyone gathered. And let me tell you something about the person sitting next to you. They got some deficiencies. They don't have it all together. But what we do all have in common is that we found a greater purpose. We found a greater person, someone bigger than our pain, someone bigger than our problems, someone bigger than our hurt, someone bigger than our shame, someone bigger than our past. Bigger. We found a world that is dying and hurting and needs someone to love them. I don't got time to be petty. I'm on a team. I don't got time to hate. 
I'm on a team. I found my purpose in community, taken even at an individual level. Do you know why you can't get out of the funk you're in right now? And I'm sorry if something traumatic has happened to you recently, but if you really want to get out, here's what you do. Get a purpose that is bigger than your pain. Get a purpose that is bigger than, and get around people who share that purpose, who are headed in the same direction. This is Jesus for our lives, guys. He is the greater purpose that binds you when you feel like you're coming apart. He's just bigger. He's just bigger. Well, bow your heads and close your eyes if you would this evening, this, this afternoon. If you're in this room today and you are surrounded by problems, surrounded by pain, I want to introduce you to a purpose, or should I say a person, who can share with you a purpose bigger than yourself. His name is Jesus, and he's got a mission for you. I know, I know you still need healing. I know you still need restoration. But hear me when I tell you, after he does that in your life, after he fixes you, and, and by the way, you'll be getting fixed on the rest of your life. But after he heals you and after he restores you, he's got something great for you. Come on, you're a worship leader. You're a singer. You're a, you're a writer. You're an author. You're a, you're a kid's worker. You're a, you're, you're, a, you're a camera guy. You're a lights guy. You're a, you're a preacher. You're a teacher. You're a friend. You're a small group leader. There's a mission inside of you, and it's time to get around people who are going to call out your purpose here today. If that's you, you want to get right with Jesus today. You want to give him your life. You want to say, Jesus, I found you, and I'm ready. We talked about the most important decisions you'll ever make are relationship decisions. None more important than a relationship with Jesus. So if you're in this room and you want to make a relationship with Jesus, when I say three, I want you to raise your hand. Nobody's peeking. I want you to raise your right hand as a signal. I want him. I need him. One, two, three, all over this building. Raise your right hand if that's you right now. Come on, I see that hand. 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 Go ahead, put your hand down. Church, let's pray this prayer with them. It took a lot of courage to raise that hand. Let's let them know that they're not alone, huh? Let's let them know that, that they're rolling with people who share their purpose. Worship team, come on, let's pray this prayer. Father God, I don't want to do this alone anymore. Today, I enter into a relationship with you. I take off the clothes that no longer fit. Say goodbye to the relationships that no longer fit. And I put you on, Jesus. I put you on, Jesus. Clothed in your mercy and grace and forgiveness. In Jesus' name we pray. Thanks so much for joining us today. We hope you've been blessed and encouraged by this message. We'd love to know how this ministry is touching your life. If you would like to share your testimony or if you have any prayer requests, please email us amen at journeyorl.com where we'll have a team of people ready to celebrate with you and pray with you. Also, if you would like to help support the ministry of Journey Church in a financial way, you can do so by visiting journeyorl.com and choosing the giving option. Or text journeyorl to 77977. We hope you'll join us again soon. Have a great week.